Hello, and welcome back to the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. This show exists to provide representation for women of color in the environmental space, to highlight their stories, and to educate the masses about how to be more eco-friendly every day. From gardening to thrifting, minimalism to veganism, sustainable business owners to influencers, environmentalists to activists, we are all on a journey to taking better care of our bodies and our planet. I'm your host, Ariel Green. I'll be the first to admit I am a recovering DoorDash addict. Especially during the pandemic, I would order out so much. A lot of people started cooking at home. I was the opposite and barely cooked at home and just ordered takeout because it was easier. I didn't have to go to the grocery store, you know, be out around people and all that. So ordering out became my thing to do. Like sometimes me and my husband would order out twice a day. So yeah, those were dark times for everyone, including my wallet. Now that things are hopefully starting to normalize more, I am eating out less which also means that I'm producing less waste. But I will tell you guys, and as I'm sure you can imagine and have experienced for yourself, when you eat out, there is so much packaging waste that comes with your food. There's some restaurants that are better than others. I will say that IHOP was among one of the worst offenders. They would package everything separately. Like every little side item that you got, they would package in a different plastic or styrofoam container. And it just drove me crazy. But that's the price you pay for convenience. And typically when we're talking about convenience, we're talking about single use items from napkins to cutlery to condiments There are so many things that can add up in your to-go containers and your to-go packaging. In addition to restaurants varying with how they manage takeout orders, it also depends on what part of the country you live in because some areas have laws in place where you can't use certain types of packaging or you can't use plastic bags. That also does have a major impact on how the restaurants near you are going to package their to-go orders. And with that being said, packaging isn't the only contributor of waste within the restaurant industry. As we will learn in today's episode, actual food waste is also a major problem within the restaurant industry. But before we get too deep into that, I want to remind you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy to do on any Apple device. Just search for Sustainable Brown Girl Podcast and be sure to follow if you aren't already. Then scroll down to the review area and I'm sure you want to leave a five-star review. So go ahead and do it. It really helps us with getting more people to discover the show. And today I want to read a review from one of our loyal listeners, Disney plus Hulu Netflix, which says, make this show number one. Any podcast that highlights predominantly black women deserves to be number one in my book. Totally agree. 
So thank you so much for that review, Disney plus Hulu Netflix. And be sure to go and leave your own review on Apple Podcasts, and I will feature it in an upcoming episode. If you're not already, be sure to follow Sustainable Brown Girl on Instagram and use the hashtag Sustainable Brown Girl to be featured on the page. I love seeing what everyone's up to, their sustainable swaps, their outfit inspo. So I love sharing that on Instagram. Another way to get featured on Instagram is by participating in our pop quiz. In each podcast episode, I'm doing a pop quiz that will test you guys on some of the past episodes that we've done. And if you're a consistent listener, some of these may be easy for you. Today's question comes from episodes 55 and episode 50. If you've listened to either one, then you should know the answer. And these are the episodes where I was talking about my experience with possibly running for political office. So if you listen to those episodes, let me know if you remember which office I was considering running for. It was a local office, if that makes it any easier, process of elimination. If you know the answer, DM me at Sustainable Brown Girl on Instagram, and I will give you a shout out in stories. Also, if you didn't know, we record the video from almost all of our podcast interviews. So if you want to see the full video versions, head over to the Sustainable Brown Girl YouTube channel and subscribe. Sometimes our guests will show something to the camera that you obviously can't see if you're just listening to the audio. And it's so much fun to be able to see all of these Sustainable Brown Girls live. A link to the video for this episode is in the show notes. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get into this interview. Today's featured sustainable brown girl is Julieta Gamboa, the owner of Gaia Solutions, Inc., a company with the mission to reduce the output of waste generated by the restaurant industry. To achieve this, Julieta works with restaurants to develop efficient strategies and habits within establishments to ensure sustainable growth for years to come. Thanks so much for joining us today, Julieta. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I always like to start out with finding out like how you became interested in sustainability. Okay. Well, I've always had a passion for the environment. I grew up on a farm in Tyrone, which is actually really close to Newnan. Mm-hmm. And um, so that kind of started my interest in all of this. And so when I began college, that's when I really started to pursue this career in the environmental field. And that's when I was exposed to sustainability almost on a daily basis. So that's when I really um, started to make lifestyle changes. And I think what drew me more to it than anything else was the idea of self-sufficiency. And Mm -hmm. so that's where that started. Did you study a like sustainable major in college? Um, I I studied environmental science. So I got a little bit of everything in there. Yeah, that's awesome. You mentioned too, like that you're a chemist. What what is that about? Um, So I work in a lab in Atlanta where we treat contaminated soil and water. So I get to see a lot of how our everyday choices impacts like the world around us in reality, because sometimes it's hard to put two and two together when you don't see how it's affecting things. And so that really also helped me to see this in a different light. 
Wow. Mm -hmm. So then what led you to start Gaya Solutions? Um, so I come from a family of like restaurant owners and the, these restaurants are 100% based on single use products. So they don't use any like reusable plates or cutlery or anything like that. And so when I worked there during college, I was able to see firsthand how um, these plastics are like wasted, like in crazy numbers, really. And so in one summer, I started working at Center for Hard to Recycle Materials in Atlanta. Yeah. And so they recycle things like paint, batteries, stuff that you can't just send to any facility. And so that also started like turning my gears and seeing like, how can I help this industry? Like, I don't want to be just working here. So I started helping my mom um, change one thing, you know, small things at first, like straws or boxes. And then she eventually wanted to invest in my abilities. So we opened Gaia Solutions in 2020. So like 45% of the materials and landfills are actually generated by the food industry, whether it's food wow. packaging or just food in general, we do waste a lot of it. And so in an effort to reduce that number, I try to help restaurants by providing easy access to eco-friendly packaging, composting, kitchen analyses, education. And so that's kind of been my way of going about this. Yeah. Wow. So what's like the first step that, you know, when you're working with the restaurant, what do you, what's the first thing that you do to help them? So first I tried to do like a consultation because in the restaurant industry, you get bombarded by a lot of salesmen. And so, mm -hmm. you know, they see you come up and with like a little card or something to like automatically know because they think you're selling something. Yeah. So I've been trying to approach it from an educational standpoint. And so I go in, I do like an analysis of what they're wasting, try to get them to see what that it's more of like, it's more for them than for me. For their environment so right um just try to get to see what they're really wasting in their facilities first and what would you say is the biggest waste that you see in you know in the restaurant industry i would say that the the food packaging is actually what causes most of it besides mm -hmm. like food it is a big thing also but um especially during the pandemic when we had pretty much 100% carry out. That's when we saw that like increase in numbers of pollution from styrofoam boxes, plastic cups, all of them. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being in the South, a lot of people are still using the plastic and the styrofoam. But when I go like, you know, to California or something, um, you know, you see them using better materials. So right. what's been your experience with talking to people, you know, to restaurant owners, you know, here? Do they care about the environment? <laughs> I would say that some of them don't. Like, I've been shut yeah. down by many, but um, also some of them do care to understand more about it. Mm -hmm. And I would say that besides the restaurant owners, the biggest obstacle is the customers. Um, I'm partnered with the restaurant that's in Sonoya, Georgia. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, you know, more Southern. They have, like, different perspectives, I would say. And so I, I introduced paper straws to that restaurant and the obstacle wasn't the owner. It was the customers, you know, mm -hmm. they were like, yeah, we don't like this. Like in my experience at my mom's restaurant, they would be like, this straw is like dissolving in my, in my drink. It tastes like toilet paper. And so <laughs> it's just about educating them too. So I feel like once we started putting out flyers, like about why we were doing it, people were more understanding and they also 
they were thinking us instead of complaining about it. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of paper straws either. Are there other alternatives to paper, you know, to paper yeah. straws? <clears throat> I mean, I feel like for me, it was easier to say like, do I want to do plastic straws or paper? Yeah. No, but I mean, right. there's like a negative effect to that as well. Yeah. Um, they also make like these edible straws. Oh, you can find they're a little more pricey, I would say. But I mean, I feel like in the future, they'll be more accessible as well. Yeah, I think I saw some of those. Um, It was made like out of pasta or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, wow. But I haven't like seen any restaurant around here, at least like you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. We were talking about the different types of packaging. Normally, we'll see, you know, plastic or styrofoam. What are some um, more sustainable solutions to food packaging? Um, so most of the biodegradable packaging that you'll find today is made out of like byproducts from the agricultural industry. So there's um, two main groups, which are bioplastic and then like plant fiber based. So within your bioplastic materials, you'll have um, two groups, which are recyclable polymers and biodegradable plastics. The biodegradable plastics can be decomposed by um, like methane, carbon dioxide, or water. And then the recyclable ones are usually made out of like starches or vegetable oil. Your plant fiber boxes are usually called bagasse. I don't know if you've heard of them or um, just like wheat byproduct uh, boxes as well. And so the um, the bagasse one is made out of sugarcane uh, fibers that are left over after extracting sugar. Wow. And the plant fiber ones are made, well, the wheat straw ones are made from the stalks that are left after harvesting wheat. So it's stuff that would, you know, usually be burned up or just thrown away. So they just put in another purpose to it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And those plant fiber ones, are those at home compostable? Yes, they are. That's the, awesome. um, the bioplastic ones, you know, usually can't compost those in your backyard. Right. Mm -hmm. um, the worst case scenario for like a, a plant fiber one is you throw it away into the landfill. But even then, it only takes 90 days to decompose as opposed to like 500 years. So. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what's the cost comparison between, you know, using plastic or styrofoam and then these other materials? Um, so. It is more expensive to use right. eco-friendly packaging. Um, I would say right now, because of the way things are, there's not really much of a difference anymore. Because oh, of really? like the shortages and stuff, it's all about even. Um, but what I try to get people to understand is when you're trying to do something eco-friendly, there's always a high initial cost. Mm -hmm. And you have to think about beyond what beyond like your lifetime, you know, what's gonna happen afterwards. So and I mean, I've seen a lot of companies do like things that are eco-friendly and it ends up benefiting them in the end. So it's just about how you perceive it, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when you are working with these restaurants, are you like seeking them out yourself? Do you mainly go after, you know, like the smaller restaurants? Like, you know, how do you how do you find customers? Um, so I usually look for women owned uh, restaurants, small mm -hmm. businesses. Um, that's really my uh, demographic right now. The The restaurants that I'm partnered with now are all women-owned and Hispanic-owned. So awesome. I am trying to 
get into like minority owned restaurants mostly because I feel like those are the le- the least like contacted by companies like this because yeah. I don't really see a, like a market for it. I don't know. So I'm trying to make it accessible to everyone. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. And so when you are helping these restaurants with their packaging, or I guess, how do you find the sustainable packaging um, manufacturers? So through a lot of research, and uh, mm-hmm. it's been like a few years in the making, um, just because sometimes like you can be misleaded by labels and yeah. companies trying to make it seem, you know, greenwashing, they're trying to make it seem like it is, but it's not. So like one thing that I try to tell um, restaurants is that when you're um, looking for biodegradable or eco-friendly packaging, there's always going to be like people marketing false things to you. Right. So <clears throat> one thing that you might see is um, like corn PLA. That's what it's usually labeled. And it is better than plastic, but it still takes a long time to like, um, it doesn't even de- decompose. It just breaks down. So in the end, it's not really better. I see. Um, I just try to find businesses um, kind of like, I don't know if you've heard of World Centric. No. But they're a a B corporation. So they, um, part of their um, income goes towards like um, education and funding and stuff like that. Wow. So that's what I try to use. People that are doing other things beyond just selling me their product. Right, right. That's awesome. So now I kind of want to shift away from the packaging talk because like you mentioned, that's, you know, that's part of the problem, but food waste is also a big problem when it comes to the, you know, restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways that, you know, restaurants can be better about that? So I'm going to use this example a lot, but it, my mom's restaurant was really where I started like experimenting with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing that, well, firstly, like every restaurant is unique. They all offer a different menu. They have a different way of serving their customers. So the best way to start is just kind of analyze your kitchen, see what you're wasting the most, whether it's single use plastics or products or what food, what byproducts are in your kitchen. So like in my mom's restaurant, she was throwing away a lot of limes, a lot of um, oyster shells and shrimp peels. So what we started doing is, you know, we saw that's what was accumulating the most every day. So we took all these limes and we made a a surface cleaner. So we started cleaning our tables, countertops, all that with those limes that were left out. And then with the oyster shells, if you go to any like animal feed store, they're going to have like crushed oyster shells because they're really good for chickens because they're high in calcium. So if you want like a better quality egg, you'll feed them oyster shells. So we started um, crushing those up and feeding them to our chickens. And then um, shrimp peels, which I wasn't able to do this because of lack of resources, but um, you can make bioplastic out of them. So that's like something that's going on right now. Wow, that's amazing. So you're finding new uses for the waste that that your mom's creating in her in her restaurant. Exactly. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. So it's just about the restaurant really seeing what they're producing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen some like different apps and stuff, mainly, you know, like in New York and LA and whatnot, where um, when restaurants have, you know, leftover food, they'll donate it or they'll, you know, sell it for a lesser cost. 
Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think about that? I think that's also a great way to kind of divert that waste. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also like some liability that comes with it. That's why a lot of restaurants don't do it because if somebody gets sick from your food or, you know, stuff like that. But um, I think that's also a great way. And composting is also a good way to kind of repurpose your stuff, your waste. Right, right. I feel like um, I saw somewhere that, I don't know if it's the EPA, but but I know the, the government is trying to do something about all of the food waste. And they realize that, you know, there's a problem with the restaurants having that liability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they're trying to, you know, figure out a solution for that so that the restaurants can, you know, kind yeah. of, you know. What I've seen is there's more government... Um, like involvement, like they're trying to come up with programs to help restaurants reduce that, whether it's packaging or food. So I I really like to see that as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So what are some other things that restaurants could do to prevent like food waste, you know? Um, I think like besides repurposing things, you should also kind of be more um, like aware of your portion sizes too, because that has Mm -hmm. a lot to do with food waste. It's not even about like the kitchen. It's about your customers, like how much they're not eating. So I think maybe reevaluating your portions and seeing, like really calculating down to the, you know, decimal how much you're using would really help as well. Yeah. Wow. That's a good idea. I never even thought about that because, I mean, people say often, like when people come to the U.S. from other countries, they're always mm-hmm. like, the portion sizes are huge. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, so, and sometimes it's nice because you want leftovers, but other times it's like, you you know, it doesn't work. Because, I mean, the majority of people, I mean, I, I eat my leftovers, but I don't know about everybody else, you know. So, yeah, that does contribute to it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take six fries home, you know. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Next, I want to I want to stay like on the topic of food waste, but there was one time, I mean, I always see litter, but mm-hmm. one thing that really sticks out in my mind was like, I was walking down the street and I saw like a red lobster bag that someone just threw onto the street and, you know, and it's just like, why? But, but anyway, my question is, how does the food industry waste impact its immediate environment and community? So... Like you said, people do that. I don't know how they do it. Like, how can you actually just, you know, it's going to sit there. So why do you do it? But um, so, you know, it's hard for people to kind of, like I said, look beyond their own life. So it's easy to walk out of a restaurant, throw your to-go box in like a trash can and go about your day. But in reality, like there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So when you um, throw away this box or this plastic cup it's going into the landfill there's already like material and other stuff decomposing there so this food gets turned into methane which is actually more um, harmful to our ozone layer than carbon dioxide and then um, your styrofoam box or your plastic whatever it's not going to decompose it's going to break down into smaller pieces so then you have microplastics entering your water system your airways your soil so it, it does become a problem. It affects your local ecosystem, your food chain. So say like your soil, that soil and that landfill is already contaminated with microplastics and all types of things that come from the, the breakdown of styrofoam or plastic. 
there's a worm there a bird eats the worm then a bigger bird eats that bird or eats yeah and then we eat that bird so it does affect us even if we don't want it to yeah they say we eat like a credit card worth of uh plastic is it every week or every month yeah something like that yeah that's a lot (laughs) that can have like effects oh well also like plastic and styrofoam like one of the ways that they get rid of them is by burning it Mm -hmm. so all of that gets into our um our lungs and then that can cause fertility issues just a lot of health problems that maybe you don't see right now but later down the road you're going to be dealing with them um like where my mom's restaurant is there's a landfill not more than five miles away from there so it's like a it's a very real problem that you have to think about yeah i mean a lot of people don't really think about you know, they just think, oh, I'm going to throw this away. And it's like, okay, well, where's the way? You know, it's exactly. like out of sight, out of <laughs> mind. It goes somewhere. So you've got to exactly. think about it like that. So let's say that a restaurant is just starting out um, and, you know, they, they want to be more green, but maybe they feel like they don't have the budget for it. Mm-hmm. What are some, some things that they can do to, you know, be more sustainable? Well, like I mentioned before, um, just kind of seeing what your kitchen byproducts are would be a really good idea to start. Reducing, so reducing your single-use plastics can be as easy as like creating a barrier because some restaurants just have their cutlery or straws or stuff like that just out there in the open for people to grab. If you put them behind the counter somewhere where you can control it, even that can help. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just switching like one thing, you know, like if you don't want to do something that's more expensive, you could even change like your napkins or your straws or whatever. At least you're trying. That's the whole point of it. Right. Are there better napkins? Um, Well, there's more. There's like recycled paper because then you have like the bleached, you know, raw um, materials to start with. So it does make a difference. Just depends. And, you know, um, I know that there's some maybe not necessarily a big restaurant, but say it's like a bakery or something. And typically they would put their, you know, goods in plastic. What are some other types of materials that they could use other than plastic? Um, Well, you have the, for a bakery, I haven't really like delved into that yet, Mm -hmm. but there are uh, materials made from like soy wax because I see them use a lot of like the, it's like paper and plastic, like little wraps. Mm-hmm. Um, they have plant-based waxes that are actually compostable. Um, there's a lot of plastic bags in general that are biodegradable, compostable. And it usually stems from like plant fibers or these uh, plastics made out of like starch, like vegetables, starch. So it's just, it's just about the really like the industrial industry and the, um, the agricultural industry to start giving their waste to a different purpose. And that's it. Yeah, definitely. Well, that is some really interesting information. (laughs) You know, I think there's, I like to eat out, but I mean, I don't want to say I like to, but I I happen to because I don't always cook. And, you know, I always feel bad about the waste that's being produced, you know. And I I like that you mentioned that the creating an extra barrier between the customer and like their products, that's a really good idea. And then too, you know, like when, when you're ordering something to take out, it's so automatic for restaurants to, you know, like put napkins and cutlery and all that in your bag. 
Right. Um, but I think that, you know, if they stop doing that so much and, you know, ask the customer if they need it, <laughs> that would create, you know, that would eliminate a lot of waste too. Definitely. It does make a difference. Even if it's, even a small change can help. So, I mean, that like, you'll, you will see like a reduction in the amount of times that you have to rebuy these products because you're not right. using as much. So. Right. Yeah. So what are some things that we as consumers can do to, you know, help our favorite restaurants to get with the times and, you know, start start making better choices? Um, I would say that the, I guess like start pushing them, not pushing them, but, you know, maybe leaving a comment or saying like, oh, you know, I would love it if my favorite restaurant had like more eco-friendly packaging, because that is something that people are looking more for more nowadays. They're, um, they're not really, I mean, not that they're not consuming at restaurants that have conventional packaging, but they are looking for the eco-friendly stuff. So I would yeah. say that, or maybe even like recommending Gaia Solutions and being like, oh, you know, this company can help you. Um, stuff like that. It doesn't really take much because when I was working there, you know, any small comment, we do take it into consideration. So, yeah. Have you noticed any trends, you know, within the restaurant industry? So I feel like convenience is what drives this industry. People are looking for what's cheap and what's easily accessible as well. You know, sometimes yeah. the products that I use, I have to wait like five to six days to actually be able to have them. Um, if they don't want to wait, they're going to go and get what's right there, which is plastic. I would say that's like the biggest thing. And also right now with the pandemic, the dynamic has changed. They're like, okay, I can't find this plastic um, product anywhere. So even if they don't want to, they'll switch to an eco-friendly one. And I see a lot of restaurants doing this, even if they're not necessarily doing it for the right reasons. It's just that that's what they're finding. Well, that's interesting. So when the restaurants change to these, you know, more eco-friendly practices, do they do they seem to enjoy it? You know, have they noticed any other benefits from it? Well, I feel like they, like, it's a learning process also, mm -hmm. but I feel like they're trying to make differences that are going to help them in the long run as well. So like um, one of the restaurants that I am partnered with is in Atlanta and they do like vegan plates and they're, I would say they're probably one of the most eco-friendly restaurants that I work with. And so I feel like that helps them kind of brand themselves differently and helps attract a different demographic of customers as well. Yeah. I mean, if I knew that a restaurant was using eco-friendly packaging, I feel like I would, you know, go to them right. a little it bit is more, more often. Effective. Like I'd rather go somewhere like that for sure. Yeah, exactly. So it's mm -hmm. a, you know, win-win. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Julietta, it's been so great being able to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. So my last question is, what does being a sustainable brown girl mean to you? Um, so being a sustainable brown girl to me means like being a representative of my culture in this field. I want other, especially like young girls to see that it's possible to make room for yourself in this industry and it's possible to make a difference and you can achieve anything that you like put your mind to. I think as I'm I've gotten older, I feel more honored to be a brown girl in sustainability. It encourages me to live my truth every day and be authentic with what I do. And I hope that that reflects through my business. And I hope I can continue to help other people in the restaurant industry.
Yes, I love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, representation is so important. So I think that's amazing. And again, mm -hmm. I love that you're working with businesses um, that are owned by women and minorities. And that's just so amazing. Thank you so much. Yes. And let everyone know where they can find you online. Um, so you can visit my website at GaiaSustainable.com or you can visit my Instagram page, which is Gaia Solutions. And yeah, we'll go from there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, please. If you have a restaurant or you want to recommend a restaurant, please yeah. reach out to her. Definitely. Yay. Thanks again for coming on. It was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. If you want to keep the conversation going, follow us at Sustainable Brown Girl on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the website at sustainablebrowngirl.com and send any questions, comments, or topic ideas to podcast at sustainablebrowngirl.com. Be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about your favorite episode. Donate to Patreon if you can, and be sure to watch the full video interview on YouTube. Until next time, let's continue to make better choices for the health of our bodies and the planet. Thanks for listening.